baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. What a great song to bring us back in here on the Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox along with you. Of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Bo Matthews has the uh, the weekend off, and we've great. We got Annie Fry to fill in with us yep. today. Thank Super you. glad to be here. Like Pre- I said, I can't do the Bo Matthews thing, <laughs> but I'll try my hardest to not screw up the Annie Fry oh, thing. Oh, it's great. We love having you on here. You know, Ghostbusters. We're talking about. We've heard we've heard stories about things called ghost guns. Have <laughs> you ever heard of a ghost deer? Apparently, <laughs> I don't like those. <laughs> apparently, that's a problem uh, in some places. Actually, they are albino deer that have been spotted. And we've got uh, Francis Skaliski joining us right now, media specialist with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Francis, welcome into the show. How are you? Glad to be with you guys. I'm doing fine. And and I would say you said they're a problem. No, Though they're not a problem, they're just... <laughs> Something that happens in Missouri's deer herd, but we'll get to that. So, freaky. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Not a problem. Just unless you see one. Something very <laughs> unusual. I mean, I, I'm I'm a deer hunter. I've I've been hunting deer for years and years. I know Annie's uh, husband yep. hunts deer over in Illinois a lot. I've never seen one, so uh, they, they must be fairly rare. Tell us what we're dealing with here. Well, it's just a, a, a genetic condition in deer where they lack melanin. And the, 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 the the gene that gives them color the 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 body component that gives them color um, they're somewhere between one in twenty thousand and one in thirty thousand deer are albinos our figures by our I say in Missouri we say one in thirty thousand I've actually did a little research in other states there's some numbers that say one in twenty thousand but whatever fraction you use it's pretty rare however. When you have over a million deer in Missouri, which we do, we do get reports of albino deer on a somewhat regular basis. And by say somewhat, I have a woman in here down here in southwest Missouri where I work, and she has sworn me to secrecy, but uh, she has shown me photos. She too has an albino deer uh, around her place. So uh, they this this particular one, what what you're referencing, that was seen near Marshfield, and it was actually has been seen several times since last fall. Um, you know, if they can reach adulthood, they seem to live somewhat normal lives. And why I say if, the biggest problem an albino any animal has, deer, because albinism happens in all types of wildlife. And the biggest problem they have is uh, hiding. Uh, they're, they're obviously more uh, prone to predation because they're more easily seen by predators. But if they can make it to adulthood, they seem to live somewhat normal lives, and uh, you know they're just an an unusual deer. So, 
Francis is Annie Fry. Is there any special protection that is offered to to albino deer? Is if if you come into contact one and you're out hunting and it's hunting season, fire away. No, in in, in Missouri, no. There's no special like hunting protection. There's there's two schools of thought with that. Annie is number on the one hand, you have people who think this is a uh, you know a, a very unique deer in the wild. I love to see it in the wild. From a hunting standpoint, there's an, uh, another thought that this would be a once-in-a-lifetime harvest. I mean, it's not every time you have a chance to harvest an albino deer that would mm. make a very unique taxidermy mount. Both of them are equally right, uh, you know, as, as long as you have the, the proper permits and everything like that to, to hunt a deer. You're you're allowed to, to, to take the, an albino deer uh but it's it's just like I say, it's just where your your schools of thought are in in regards to albino deer, and you know both are equally correct. Like I say, it's just it's just where you fall in in whether you want to you know hunt it and have a unique trophy, or whether you would like to see it out on the landscape. Either way is correct. It's just it's just your personal preference. Yeah. What, what are you doing, Mark? What, what am I doing? Would you shoot it? Oh, I'd shoot it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, and are you big, doing per, the whole taxidermy thing, or are you just having? Well, I mean, it would depend. Stew. I mean, I, I it, maybe that's one case where it's unusual enough that you'd. Well, you're you'd shocked mount, as soon as you see it. You'd mount it, at, even if it was a doe. Normally, you're mounting a mm. head with you know with a rack on it. Yeah, it's real sexist. Well, yeah, sure. But but that, that it's might the be dear it's, patriarchy. It's, it's unusual yeah. enough. Somebody <laughs> might even do a full body mount on one like that. I would. Say. I've Ooh. seen one. Driving back from Florida, I saw one in Georgia in the middle of the night, and it freaks you out. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta imagine that's gonna sit with you in the bottom of your stomach for just a minute. It looks like like you a know, Harry and Potter. I, I will say in in various Native American cultures, yeah. I mean, white deer, white buffalo, white uh, albinos of any uh, uh, type of wildlife. They they seem to have a uh, a certain stature, a certain mystical uh, meaning to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Well, they're probably they don't have that, but <laughs> you know they're just a, a different looking type of deer. And as I said, when it as as part of the hunting aspect, that is just your personal preference. And you know, there's hunters that say, I, "I, you know, I, I'd rather have another deer." So it's it's just all about preference. As long as you have, as I said, the proper permits, and you're you're hunting on an area where you have, you know, the if it's on private property, you have the permission to be there. Uh, it's legal harvest, and yeah. it's just up to the hunter's preference. Francis Skaliski, our guest from the Missouri Department of Conservation, I have to tell this story because. But uh, when when you have uh, albinism is what you called it, correct? Right, albinism. Yep. So, yep. Generally speaking, the the eyes are different as well. Sometimes pink or the something. eyes pink are pink. Or red. Right. Yes. When I was the eyes gr- are pink. When I was growing up in Southern Ohio, I had an uncle that had a farm, and uh-huh. he loved to go raccoon hunting. Uh-huh. He had he had dogs. He had coon dogs, and he would he would go hunting. He captured several albino raccoons Ooh. near his home he stuffed and, those? He, and he stuffed them he mounted them right on logs <laughs> and he had them sitting around his house and i specifically remember as a child nightmares being afraid to get <laughs> yeah. up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because those things were see out inside there in the your soul when you were trying to pee as a little child i know in the the night. it's true i was terrified <laughs> of him when i was little that that sounds like that's truly an interesting wildlife story. Yeah, thank you. He had he had at least two of them. I I remember seeing that. So from the Department of Conservation's point of view, you guys uh, because you a lot of these deer get tagged in person uh, in certain counties. 
d- does the state keep track of of the number that are harvested every year? Do you know if there was one no. or two harvested last year? No, we, we we don't. We we don't keep track. Like if it's if it is an albino deer, if it's a melanistic deer, which would be all black, that's another genetic uh, condition that some of them have. Uh, we don't make any special note of it. As I said, Missouri numbers somewhere around one in thirty thousand. But and as I've also said, I don't mean to meddle you with fractions, but I just did want to throw out there: if, if you get on Google, there are some sites that say albinism occurring deer one in twenty thousand. And okay. as I said, whatever fraction you use, one in twenty thousand, one in thirty thousand, it's, it's pretty rare. But but back to your question: no, we we don't make any special kind of notation for it because it's it's a legal harvest, so that's kind of where our classification of that deer ends. So if my husband just, comes just, home with this thing. I'm looking it on google it is right. not, well, it yeah. is it can go in the freezer but that's the only place in our house that it's not getting well, on the wall you, or anything are they okay to eat it, it, right and i was going to say that for the same you know like a a deer that has an, a, a, an unusual rack or an enormously large uh set of antler points we don't make any special notation of that either you know right. on the on the when we when the when the deer is checked in or anything like that, the hunter who, you know, who wants to make notation of it, that's fine. We love that people are this fascinated and this interested in deer in Missouri, but our classification ends of it. It it kind of ends with the process. It's legal harvest, you know, congratulations on your legal harvest and that's it. But I, I I will add one thing that that I was getting back to the deer you're referencing is a deer that was seen near Marshfield. And as I said, it was seen several times, Beginning last fall, I did a story about it with a local TV station. This other deer that I keep referencing, it, it's a woman from our church, and she's been showing me pictures of it. And she has said, you're not going to tell them about my deer, are you? So, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, no, I, I didn't think you'd want it to mention. Because, as I said, she has shown me pictures. It, it's And the more I talk about it, the more I'm going to leak out where it's at. Well, all I'm going to say is in southwest Missouri. So yeah, yeah. that that. <laughs> And why I bring it up is, is in all seriousness, in a di- yes, they are rare, but at least for the moment, I know of two albino deer that are here in southwest Missouri, so they do happen. Have yeah. you heard if they're okay to eat? They should be just as you know normal venison prepared like you would any other venison, and they should be fine. So a little bit of white sauce, I guess you'd want to use. Any. <laughs> well, I knew there you would be I knew it would either be white sauce, white wine, something like that. I knew there was some comment that was just waiting to be from, said. <laughs> from a distance, they're very majestic looking. Oh sure, like a Patronus. Right. And then Harry some Potter. of these are up close, and I'm not feeling it. Just <laughs> looking into your soul, kind of like those raccoons. Yeah, that's best. true. Yeah, they they very much uh, they very much would be like that. Well, that's uh, that's very nice. Uh, listen, uh, Francis Skaliski, thank you for filling us in on that. I don't think anybody's going to be driving around Springfield looking for that albino deer, but we appreciate you giving no, us some time. I didn't say today. it was in Springfield. Yeah, I he, just he, said, said, he gave a whole quadrant of the state of Missouri. <laughs> Could be anywhere. You see, you're trying to get me in trouble with the woman from church. It's Joplin. <laughs> I would never do that. What no, kind of no, church? Yeah. 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 What denomination are you? <laughs> Oh, Francis, thank you so much. that's where I am. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. Have a good day. Yeah, take care of yourself. (laughs) All right. Bye. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to have a little bit of fun with it, right? I mean, that's good. Yeah, I'd shoot it if I saw one. If it was a big one. If it was pretty good size. It's radio. They can't see you. But you were grinning ear to ear when you immediately said, yes, you'd shoot it. Oh, absolutely. Yes.
There's but you excitement to, in you, your eyes. Here's something you need to learn, Annie. When I go deer hunting, the deer are at a distinct advantage. <laughs> I haven't I haven't harvested one in a year and a half, so I'm yeah. yeah they've, the deer would have a decent chance of getting away. I'll just put it that way. All right. Hey, coming up, uh, we are going to switch uh, gears here a little bit. We're going to talk to my friend Richard Pearson. He's the executive director at the Illinois Rifle Association, and they have always got challenges going on with different gun control measures in the state of Illinois. That's coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 